Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Our show this week is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted to order coffees and use our coupon code DOPAMINEKICK to save 10% on your order. I am Joe Darnell and joining me today is my friend of the internet, Mr. Tim Smith. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I know most people who refer to the friend of the internet, they say the friend of the internet and you're my friend of the internet, which is a completely <laughs> different thing. That is true, yes. The way I got to know you must have been through the, the grapevine, as they say on Twitter. I guess it was one pod- podcaster to another podcaster to another. Yeah. You were listening to some of my shows. I had discovered the Good Stuff Podcast Network. Yep. And uh, one thing led to another, and it just made sense. I was like, hey, these guys, they know what they're talking about. They're podcasters. I'll follow them <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. You took an interest in one of my other shows, and that was cool, knowing that a famous person was listening to one of my shows. <laughs> I was truly humbled by that, Tim. I, I would uh, I would definitely not say that I'm famous, but uh, but yeah, I've, I've been a fan of yours for quite some time. I had listened to the Movie by Podcast, and then you left the Movie by Podcast for a little bit, and I was really bummed mm. because, you know, uh, no offense to the guy that filled in for you for a while, <laughs> but it just wasn't you, Joe. It just wasn't you. <laughs> I know it was completely different. It was basically John Scully versus Steve Jobs, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, but then you came back and uh, I started to listen again. It was the second coming. Yeah. yeah. And now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of, of your writing and of your other podcasts as well. Tectonic, Top Brew. It's, it's all good stuff. TM. I never, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ding, do I have a bell? <laughs> yeah, well, I do appreciate that. I've been enjoying the podcasting scene for a while now. And, and really, you know, for the most part, I bet you our listeners don't even know what the heck we're talking about because on Top Brew, I really haven't spoken about my other shows. Oops. I'll have to get to that though sometime. There has to be a corollary. There has to be a movie about coffee. I guess it would have to be something with Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, oh, um, you've got mail. Uh, that That could work. But he, he talked about Starbucks, though. Does that really count? He, he critiqued someone's order in Starbucks, though. Oh, that's true. That is true. Okay. All right. And then Meg Ryan, I think, got a coffee shortly after that. That was a throwaway <laughs> scene. Right, right. So, Tim, I'm actually, you're, you're more of my, like, my first mystery guest, if I may say that. Because okay. up to this point on Top Brew, I kind of knew that my guests were nerdy about their coffee or, or yeah. fussy coffee. Yeah, and uh, it just t- I just took it for granted that they should be on Top Brew and they should talk about their brewing ritual. Right, and then you approached me, which was totally awesome. But I actually don't know uh, what your coffee experience is like yes and this is like a mystery fact finding story adventure and I'm, I'm going to be learning right alongside of the audience right okay so where where do you want me to start well the first day that you drank coffee what did you think <laughs> <laughs> no really tell me who are you and what do you do and for the sake of our listeners who are not familiar with the t tim is it t tim smith or is it tim t smith it's t tim smith what is the other t for <sighs> it Nothing. Nothing, really. Really? Yeah, nothing. It's how you get around having such a generic name. Again, we, we go back to the <laughs> we go back to the generic name thing. I was wondering if it was like IFTTT. No, it's kind of like the extra B in dribble. It doesn't have to be there. It doesn't do anything. Okay, that makes perfect sense. That's clear. So who am I? I'm Tim Smith. My day job is being a web designer and, and front-end developer. I also co-founded a podcast network 
called goodstuff.fm last April. And since then, I've also stepped down from that. There was just way too much going on, but that's who I am and, and what I do. Interesting. Okay. So on the Good Stuff Podcast Network, just to clarify, you're a big shot. You're something. You have how many podcasts to your name? You know, that's a good question. It's, it's a good long list. Is it a long list? More than I can count on one hand. <laughs> that is plenty enough for me. Yeah. I'd, ha- I'd have to scroll on my iPhone to see the entire list. Right. And so for that, I, I commend you, sir. You know, I, I know how intense it can be just to, to manage uh, three shows a week, yeah. you know, all completely unrelated with essentially the same rotating uh, co-hosts. Right. And getting all of us together is uh, just an enormous scheduling challenge. Right. So I completely understand why you would want to spend less and less time on the podcasting gig. Well, the thing is, back in the day... When I was a single man and I, you know, I I didn't have a wife, um, I did a lot of podcasting, you know, Mm. it was, it was fun, but I mean, my shows from back in the day were probably Babble Nut, which I did with Paul Armstrong and I did the East Wing back then as well. Uh, The intellectual radio program. I'm noticing right now, actually, that you bring it up. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shows on here. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of shows. You, you could consolidate a few of them. They could uh, be a crossover series where they merge. <laughs> Maybe two could become one there. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot. I, I've decided to take a step back and try to hopefully redirect my efforts and do fewer things, but that, that are quality things. Good deal. And, and I know that along the way, coffee is where it's really at. You had to make time to be on my show to talk about it with right. us. Yeah. So what we have here, the next question, I ask all these questions for the people who are here to discuss their brewing ritual. Okay. And so the first coffee question, Mr. Tim, yeah. is how do you take your coffee and do you ever shake things up? Do you ever change it up? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm about to probably enrage everybody who is a fan of fussy coffee, really. In the but in the grand scheme of things, you're going to side with the majority rule. Right, right. Is that is that what you're going to do? Yep. Okay. So so the first <laughs> rule of fussy coffee is that you ditch any type of things to make coffee taste differently than it's originally brewed. Right. Mm, yeah. If you are a consumer of fussy coffee, you are not using milk, cream, half and half, sugar. That's right. It's just a black elixir. That's all it is. Right. But I take my coffee with half and half. <gasps> I know. I know. I, I I think you should have had like a dramatic soundbite for that. Okay. I'll have something. I'll make a note of that. <laughs> but uh, I, I do I do take my, my coffee with half and half. I very rarely shake things up. I, I mean, the only time I'll drink coffee black is if I have to. Okay. If if there's... If you've ran out of the half and half. Yeah, there's no half and half. And there's no milk. No, I don't, ha- I don't, I don't put milk in my coffee. Oh, okay. So you'd rather go with black than with milk. Right. If, if there's no half and half... Okay. And I don't have access to a vehicle, I'm drinking my coffee black. So you're willing to go the extra mile for it, but uh, okay. Yeah. Well, see, I can, I can understand where you're coming from because... I started drinking coffee about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, growing up, I, the only coffee I was ever around was Folgers and Maxwell, and I could not stand them. They, <laughs> it just it didn't it didn't add up at all. Yeah. Because if I wanted caffeine, I could get that from a much 
more, more pleasant drink like Coca-Cola right. or uh, Mountain Dew even. I mean, even Mountain Dew before something like <laughs> Maxwell House. Yeah. But then when I got on my own and got married yeah. and had a regular day job, everybody was drinking coffee. Yeah. And they had Seattle's best in the electric drip in the office. It was a little bit better. So I started to muscle through it with, with cream. So I was using the half and half and I got through it for a little while that way, just so that I could have to pick me up. Mm-hmm. And after a while from that, uh, thankfully, there was a, a real interesting, eccentric member of the office that started bringing in his own coffee roasts that he got from a friend in Tennessee. It was like this whole racket or something. Yeah. And, he, and he was doing his own coffee at the office and sharing them with other coffee enthusiasts at the office. And I was like, what in the heck are you doing? And I smelled the beans one day. And I was just floored because I didn't think that coffee could smell that way. Yeah. Everything I was used to was the pre-ground things in uh, (laughs) plastic sealed baggies. Yeah. You know, when I made the transition to fussy coffee, it started with cream. I just took that for granted. (laughs) And it took me a while before I moved to just black. Yeah. I I think it takes time. I mean, in my case, I've been doing fussy coffee for uh, maybe about three, four years. And uh, I'm not there yet. So who knows? Maybe one day. Well, let's, we'll jump around in the outline here. I'm really curious now because you use the half and half. What, what do you use for beans? What is your bean supplier and why do you prefer them? So I do a couple of different uh, options in terms of beans. I do have a, well, actually I, I used to have a Tonks coffee subscription a very respectable program. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then Tonks got taken over by Blue Bottle and I, I tried the Blue Bottle for a little bit and then I canceled it. And then I moved over to Craft Coffee and Craft Coffee is my current coffee subscription. But other than that, I've also tried a couple of coffees from uh, Madcap and also um, Cafe Grumpy. Now I do I do like the look of the branding on Madcap. <laughs> they they've impressed me. Oh yeah, Madcap is it looks awesome, right? Mm-hmm. I love the black bag. It, okay, well, so of those coffees, then what do you prefer, and why did you choose it? A light roast, a medium roast. I mean, <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean light roast. Sorry, everybody. Nobody likes light <laughs> roast. I meant medium. <laughs> that is light to me in my English. Right. Um. I you know I think it depends. Um. There are very in my opinion, uh, and, and in my personal taste, I think there are very few times where I truly like the dark roast. And the reason for that is because the dark roast usually tastes to me just a little tad burnt. Mm-hmm. I think if like the dark roast, if it's just not done well, it tastes like it was too much roasted, you know? Okay. Um, so I, I generally go for the medium roast. Okay. That is, that makes a lot of sense. Medium is by far these days on the, on the dark side of medium. Yeah. And then medium dark is on the dark side of medium dark. So when you say medium, I'm thinking, okay, that's actually just about right. That's, that's doable. Yeah. Like it's uh yeah for something, if you're not too familiar with coffee roasts, it is true that on the dark roast, it's going to be smokier. It's going to seem uh, toastier. It's going to seem a little bit charred. And some people prefer a little bit of a, you know, some black on their, their toast for breakfast. Right. (laughs) But most people just don't. Yeah. Like if most people stop to think about it, they're not actually going for that. Yeah. They're looking for something that's golden brown. Yeah. And golden brown is a far cry 
from anything that appears to be black on their toast. Yeah. The same is exactly true of the, the coffee roast and the way it works. You start with something that's very pale, a very pale uh, seed we call the bean. And as it transforms in the roasting process, it goes from sort of green to, to yellow, to, to gold, to light brown, to dark brown, to black pretty quick. Yeah. And there's a fine line in there. I, I would definitely say that like m- m- the beans that I tend to get are in the, you know, like the, the middle of the middle, the middle of medium to like a medium dark. And I can so. completely respect those tastes. If you were here at my house tonight, I would know what to serve you. <laughs> uh, so in particular, then, you know, beyond just the, the cup and what you have in it, why does coffee matter to you? Do you use it for the caffeine kick or is that how you just got into it? And these days you're beyond that to actually appreciate it for greater reasons. I mean, you've said you've identified yourself as a fussy coffee drinker that takes it with yeah. half and half, which means you're, you're something of a hybrid. <laughs> what exactly then does coffee mean to you? You know, I, I've tried to explain this to people that coffee for me is the feeling of everything's going to be okay. That's what coffee does for me. And I don't know if that is a shared feeling uh, with, with people who are really into coffee, but if I'm, if I'm feeling down, <laughs> I will have a cup of coffee and immediately feel like, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't I don't know if it's the warmth. I don't know if it's the taste. I don't know if it's, you know, that that nostalgic part of your brain that connects these two things together. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but there's something about coffee that just brings me that feeling that I, that I absolutely love. And, and most of us also do it for the caffeine kick because we need it. Right. you know, right, I, I mean, right. when you wake up in the morning, there's something about having a cup of coffee that just is, is able to wake you up, able to make you feel alert. But other than that, yeah, I would definitely say it's because there, there's something about it that just makes me feel good inside. It's a legal addictive drug. What can we? What, what can you say? That's right, and and it, they have not uh, classified the addiction as a <laughs> clinical condition right. just yet. It's, it's not a real problem just yet. Yeah, yeah. We'll take a moment to thank our sponsor, uh, Thrasher Coffee, at this point. But and, and when we get back, I want to talk about your coffee gear. What you prefer to use. Dare I say, if you'll use half and half, you might use anything to brew your coffee, and this could get really interesting, people. <laughs> My thanks to Thrasher Coffee for supporting the Top Brew podcast and our website. Thrasher is the craft roaster from the heart of Dixie. They specialize in home roasts, fresh roasts, I should say. I don't know why I was thinking home roasts. Uh, because they make the homestead roast. That's right. Their fresh roasts are available on their online store and made to order and delivered to your door within 48 hours of purchase. As someone that helped them launch the company back in early 2014, I can vouch for their craftsmanship and my satisfaction with their delicious coffee roasts. Currently, Thrusher has a medium, a medium dark, and a dark roast, as well as a specialty blend of medium darkened dark coffee beans. Speaking of all those roasts that we were talking about a minute ago, you can have them all right from Thrasher Coffee. My favorite is their Liberty Blend, which is the medium dark plus dark roast, because it is the way that I like to have my coffee. It begins with this uh, refreshing balance of the best beans from Central America and Africa. It ends very well off of a complex yet balanced toasty flavor that only Eric, my co-host, can possibly provide. He is their roaster. And in just a few clicks, you go from no coffee in your home at all to all the coffee that you want at thrashercoffee.com. 
If you want to give their handcrafted roasts a try, you can order by the pound, or go ahead and sign up for a subscription with a coffee plan. They'll send you whatever quantity of coffee that you need every two or four weeks. But premium coffee online from Thrasher Coffee doesn't cost the premium price of other craft roasters. All their roasts are $17.99 plus $5 shipping on your total order with a coffee plan. And that really is a good price. I've shopped it around and I found other craft roasters online with their, their mail-to-order coffee going for $30 and $40 a bag. And get this. Unlike the coffee that you get from others, Thrasher's is a true 16-ounce pound of roasted coffee rather than the so-called 12-ounce pound that you get from other roasters. <laughs> that's 25% more coffee beans with every purchase. And that's the truth. The way this works is that most coffee roasters measure the beans before they roast, and it comes out to 16 ounces. Then they, ro they roast it, and in the process, it loses weight. And then they just throw it into the bag and call that a pound of coffee. And what Thrasher does is they actually weigh the coffee after they roast it so that you get more beans. And for a limited time, when you sign up for a coffee plan, they will give you a free French press. This is Eric's favorite coffee maker, and it is also one of my favorites. We discussed the French press on episode 13 at Top Brew, which includes our brewing recipe and tips on how to make this your greatest tool in anyone's brewing ritual. Thrasher always treats you like the beautiful coffee enthusiast that you are as well. So if you're one of Top Brew's listeners, you get 10% off of your purchase with the coupon code DOPAMINEKICK. That's spelled D-O-P-A-M-I-N-E-KICK. Dopamine Kick at checkout. So thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting this podcast and our website. Okay, Tim, so back to reality. I want to talk to you about your coffee gear. What do you use in your kitchen? Ah, well... I use an AeroPress, okay? Just, just in case you were thinking that, you know, I, I use, I don't know. I don't know what you were thinking I use. God forsake an electric drip maker is what I thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. I do use an AeroPress. The Alan Adler made a, the most fantastic press with the AeroPress, I, I personally believe. It's what I use every day. Yeah. It, it, the AeroPress is just, is just awesome. I mean, I, I and, and the thing is to people, to people that are not coffee snobs, it, it's just crazy how they think that their electric drip coffee maker makes the type of, of brew that you get from an AeroPress. It's just not possible. You know, I mean, you can taste the difference. It's crazy. I use a, um, a Hario ceramic coffee mill. It's a hand grinder. Mm, nice. I, I envy you. That's something I want to add to my collection. For the most part, I use my, my Hario hand grinder. I have a um, Hario V60 uh, coffee drip kettle. I'm all about what what is what is that called the uh, pour over kettles, but it, it's gotta it's gotta have it's gotta have the right spout, you know. Mm -hmm. So okay, so so what do you use for your water heating? I do it on the stove. Once it reaches boiling point, I wait about a minute and a half so that I can cool down, so that the water isn't boiling when it hits the coffee grounds, because I I know that that's not right. The the only thing that I forgot to forgot to say was that I also use a um. Planetary Design Airscape, a 64-ounce, I believe, container. Oh, very good choice. Oh, I love it. Now, now, how long would you say your fresh beans are able to stay in there and, and, and stay fresh? You know, I haven't actually tested it, but I mean, I go through I go through a bag of coffee in about a week and a half. So, 
you know. You never have to really test it then. I don't think it, it, it becomes unfresh in that amount of time. Okay. And you recently were married. So does Mrs. Smith help you go through the coffee much faster now? Well, Mrs. Smith is not a fussy coffee drinker. Okay. So how much coffee would she, would you say she drinks? She doesn't use my beans. Oh, okay. So she's using the Javalia. She uses the Keurig. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. We, we were gifted a Keurig for, um, for our wedding, uh, which we are extremely thankful for. And she uses the Keurig. You know, we, we actually, I think, ended up with two of them for, for at our wedding. Oh, really? And yeah, they were very useful for a time. Yeah, I, I you know, they're, they're great in, uh, for her because, you know, she, she, she doesn't work from home like I do. So she has to get up and, and go to an office. So it's, it's great to prepare coffee quickly. We've talked about Keurigs on TopRoo.fm, but we haven't had an episode dedicated to the topic. We we brought him up earlier in the series just to a- answer the question of, you know, d- do we shun people who use the Keurig? And by no <laughs> means do we do that because, uh, you know, th- th- there is a negative stigma that all fussy coffee drinkers must be hipsters or something. Right. While we definitely appreciate what we drink, you know, and where we buy our pizza and, uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to be choosy about such things, you know. Tim, at times, believe it or not, we we would eat things that uh, we don't speak of now. But you know, it's just because we were young and ignorant fools, and we're we're not now. We know better. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, I'll drink curry coffee if there's nothing else to be had. <laughs> oh man, is that is that your uh, you know like the the end of the line? It's not the bottom <laughs> end. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's see, and again, uh, there you go again. You know, I'm just falling into the stereotypical trap. But <laughs> if I have the Keurig and I'd have to jump into my car and go buy some other beans uh, on the same trip that you're going to get half and half, I, I would say screw it. I'm just going to have the Keurig instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- I'd get the beans at my convenience. You know, there there's this article by by a friend of mine. His name is Peter Binkowski. And uh, he he has this article about making fussy coffee and in it, he talks about some of his gear that he has and he talks about like the, the where he gets his beans. But I, I love at the end of, um, of 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 his article, if you would allow me to, to read just this this one paragraph, go for it. This is subtitled addendum. He says, lastly, I do drink my coffee black, sometimes usually for an iced AeroPress. I'll add a heaping spoon of condensed milk. However, when it comes to coffee, I think you should really go with what you like. I tend to think if people get the chance to drink an exceptionally brewed cup of black coffee, that they'll be converts. But some people like their triple pump, extra whip, caramel fraps, and that's A-OK. You do you. Yeah. And I really do love that article because I think, yes, the, the people who are fussy coffee drinkers like you and I, uh, sometimes, sometimes we can be a little hipsterish and, and, you know, be a little bit too passionate about the things that we like and dislike, but definitely if there's something that you like about your coffee and you know, in my case, it's that I don't want to drink my coffee black, you know, I just don't want to do it. Uh, and, and I think, you know what, that's a okay for me. If someone else wants to drink their electric drip, the beans are just not good. They give you heartburn after you've drank it. Go ahead. You do you, man. <laughs> and, and I know what all of our listeners are thinking right now. Well, heck yeah. Of course I am. <laughs> yeah. 
we, we've covered a little bit over half of the outline. Let's see here. What do we got? Is there coffee gear that you have on a wish list? You know, what else would you like to add to your coffee brewing ritual? Uh, you know, I've been wanting to get into the cold brew and I've been wanting to get into the espresso. Unfortunately, like with espresso, my biggest problem really really is the price yeah you know yeah. because I, I right now i'm just not going to spend seven hundred dollars on a espresso machine I, I just and you could cheat with a mocha pot but still be cheating yeah yeah so you know I, um so no I, i'm i'm not going to do that you know as a quick side note i finally found the grinder that i have the electric burr grinder by bodum bistro electric burr coffee grinder but I think uh, the the next one is is probably an upgrade in my um, in my coffee grinder. Uh, I I do like the Barazza, you know. I don't know. Is, is that a bad thing? No, no, not at all. I, I was thinking of getting one of those. Yeah, we'll have a link to all of these wonderful devices in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, but, so that's that would be on my wish list, and and definitely finding a good recipe to do a cold brew because I know that there are ones that exist for the Aeropress, but I just haven't tried any of them. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's a very good list. It's about as long as mine. So very respectable. What do you routinely drink your coffee and why? I usually have a cup of coffee in the morning around eight AM. Yeah. So first thing in the morning. Yeah. And then uh, I'll have another one in the afternoon. So around two. Yeah, nothing exciting. That's that's nice. So that the you can ride the wave of the first caffeine, right? And then you can ride comfortably the second one. Yeah, yeah. It's about what I do. And uh, and why? I would say, I mean, the first cup of coffee is to wake me up, and then I, the the second cup of coffee is to help me through, you know, the the rest of the day. Because <laughs> I, I think usually after lunch you kind of get a little sleepy tired maybe mm-hmm. um especially if, if you've had something a little bit heavier the the cup of coffee just really helps you to get through that okay well, well speaking of caffeine then yeah how do you control your caffeine you know are you careful with uh, other drinks that happen to creep into your diet and just make sure that you're kind of balancing things out or do you just kind of let let it be whatever happens happens <laughs> you know i used to be the type of person that just was like, who cares? You know, I'm young. Nothing's going to happen to me. But I I tend to not do that as much these days. I try to be very meticulous with the way that I consume my caffeine. You know, so if I'm having, if I'm having my two cups of coffee th- throughout the day, I won't have anything else with caffeine that day. There are days that I actually go caffeineless. I just got back from Vancouver for, for work I got back on Friday. I didn't have coffee on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And today was my first day back on coffee. Wow. It was rough. It was rough. I mean, how many days is that? I don't even know how many days it was, but it felt like decades had gone by without me having coffee. It was horrible. (laughs) But why was it horrible? Did did you miss it because uh, how comfortable it is, and you know you, you just enjoyed that that part of your quintessential routine, or was it was it more than that? Did you experience headaches? Well, the first two days were were caffeine withdrawals, of course, uh, and, and you you know I had a I had a headache or two, but after that, it's to our earlier conversation. It's just that feeling that you get from the coffee. It's the 
it's the way it makes you feel. And I, I miss that. Hmm. I don't, I don't like not going with, you know, without coffee. It's just terrible. Okay. Well then Tim, for our last question, and I, I always find this one to be an interesting one. I've heard similar and very divergent answers to this question. Yeah. What is your favorite coffee mug and why? My favorite coffee mug is a coffee mug that I bought in, uh, in New York city at the NBC shop. Actually, it's a Saturday night live mug. Oh, you couldn't have found a better mug. Yeah. It's just the perfect size, you know, and I've had the mug for over two years now. Basically everyone in my life knows that if they're going to drink something out of a mug and they see that one, they pass it by and picks the mug next to it. You know, have you ever seen your mug on the show? No, no, I haven't. Oh, that's too bad. But it's gotten to the point where this mug is infamous in my close circle of friends and family. Well, I don't know if infamous is the right word, but um, when, whenever someone other than me is drinking or using this mug, they know that they've gotten, you know, they, they've received my, my approval in their lives. <laughs> they've gone way out of hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually have a uh, four or five favorite mugs so that I don't have to eliminate my friends. If, wow. if that happens, if, if they right. are using my favorite mug or even if they have taken my favorite mug, I have some fallbacks. So I don't need to hurt anyone. <laughs> no, you see, I don't hurt anyone. If if someone is using my mug, it's because they are favorable in my eyes. You know, they, they I have a special bond with them. You know, they can they can use my mug. It's it's a big deal. At least I try to make it out to be <laughs> <laughs> a bigger deal than it probably is. So I guess one last question concerning coffee. I, I haven't really uh, developed this one yet. But I'm curious, do you see yourself changing your coffee in the future? Because just imagining Tim Smith, mm-hmm. T. Tim Smith, 20 years from now, yeah. do you think he'll be drinking the same coffee? No, no, not at all. But why? But why would it be different? I, the thing is, I think that that question transcends coffee, really. This just got serious. <laughs> the thing is that in 20 years, uh, you are a completely different person. You know, uh, I, I believe that to be the case. I think in 20 years, I'll be a completely different person. Um, some things will have remained the same. Uh, but I think likes and dislikes go and change as one learns new things. One tends to <laughs> learn new things a lot in, in 20 years, you know. Mm. For, for all I know, in 20 years, I will have stopped drinking coffee and, and now I'm a tea snob. Who knows? Maybe we'll run out of all the coffee bean supply. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody will, will stop selling, selling coffee mm. and then we'll have to drink tea. Well, Tim, thank you very much. Been a blast. And where would you like people to find you if they, I'm sure that now that they found you to be a very appetizing person, they want to have a cup of coffee <laughs> with you over the internet, over Skype, over yeah. Twitter, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter as T Tim Smith. That is also my personal website, ttimsmith.com. If someone would like to grab a cup of coffee with them, I am always open to that. That, you know, that's the first thing that I say when I know someone lives in my general area. I'm definitely open to that. Hmm. So email me smith at ttimsmith.com. All right. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Again, it's been a pleasure. 
And thank you all for joining us again for this extra special episode of Top Brew. You will find the show notes at topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 19. If you would like to keep up to date, follow us on Twitter at topbrew.fm. And if you want to find us on Facebook, we're also there. Just go to facebook.com slash topbrew.fm. And if you're a barista, a coffee roaster, a Twitter personality, another podcaster, or just your average Joe with an opinion about coffee that you would like to share, then please email me about getting an interview on another episode of Top Brew. Send that to joe at topbrew.fm. I also want to say again, special thanks to this episode's sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. To show your support of this podcast, enjoy Thrasher Coffee and let them know that we sent you. Use the coupon code DOPAMINEKICK to get 10% off of your order. I am Joe Darnell, and you have been listening to the Top Brew Podcast. Podcast.